Question of the day. What is an embarrassing story or memory that your family always tells people about you? Oh my gosh, I have a perfect one, sadly. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I was like three, three, and they will not let this go. I was three, I think. And we lived in Germany for a little bit because my dad was in the military. And while in Germany, I made myself believe that I could speak German. So when I went back home to Alabama to see my grandma and them, they was like, um, Ray, is my whole family calls me Ray. They're like, Ray, speak, um, speak German. You told grandma you could speak German, speak German. Girl, I said, would you like some tea, sir? <laughs> what? So when I was little, I associated like accents with being <laughs> able to speak the like a different language. So in my wow. head, girl, first of all, it's not even a German accent. So it's not <laughs> so at I all. Like, Would you like some tea, sir? <laughs> so to and they laughed. I know, girl. Yes, to this day, my grandma will be like, "Would you like some tea, sir?" <laughs> that is hilarious. That's so funny. Uh, I have one, sadly, too. Um, Mine is a little bit unfortunate, but anytime and my cousins actually were uh, this over the past this past weekend, I got a chance to like really hang out with a lot of my family. And my cousins were kind of like, you know, just talking about me. And they were like, you remember, Chell, when you were five and you stuck that bobby pin in that socket? So... (laughs) Long story short, uh, my mom and dad, like my whole family, uh, are all like cosmetologists and do hair and have for like years and years and years. So a long time ago, like they all had like a shop here in Pine Bluff where, um, you know, everybody like did hair out of it. And so I guess I was at the shop one day with my mom and I was trying to play house. So I took a bobby pin and I stuck it in the socket and I burnt my entire hand. Like my entire hand was like burnt like a burnt piece of meat oh my God. and I had to be had to be rushed to the hospital and it was like such a big ordeal like my hands had to be scraped like every single day I still have like the marks a little bit of the marks on my hands I had to wear a wrap it was like so bad I probably could have killed myself like really so I electrocuted myself and yeah um that's something that my family always says I think to try to like talk about me so oh my gosh yeah you got somebody who <laughs> that's super embarrassing spoke with the british accent thought they was speaking german you got somebody who put a bobby pin in the outlet and got electrocuted <laughs> yes it was the most insane thing so yeah that is like story of my life so yeah interesting question of the day mm-hmm. You guys should send us in the DMs your most embarrassing stories that your family holds over your head. Send those in to us. We would love to hear them. And maybe we'll talk shit about you on the next episode. Thin line between life and what the fuck. 
the podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Desiree. And I'm CK. <laughs> hey guys, uh, you guys didn't hear what I'm laughing at, but that's neither here nor there. Welcome back. <laughs> You're not going to tell us. You're not going to tell us what you. <laughs> I'm actually laughing at you how you just messed up the intro before this. That's what I was laughing at. But oh, I yeah, y'all didn't hear that. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode. So, today's episode is, I don't know, I guess it's a hot topic right now. I've seen it um, come up probably in like the last, I don't know, I'm sure it's been around for a long time, but I've been really seeing it buzz in like the last six months, I would say, myself personally. Um, But we are talking about toxic masculinity. Yes, But before we dive in, let's understand what it means. And this is like a ghetto definition, so it's not really the full definition. So Des, feel free to chime in if you have a better (laughs) definition, okay? Okay. So guys, I'm going to keep it simple. In simplest terms, toxic masculinity is the need to aggressively compete and dominate others. And yes, I saw that on uh, online. I did not make that up. And I thought that was pretty interesting because that definition does not stereotype or generalize a certain gender, although toxic masculinity does. But the definition did not. It left that kind of open. So I liked that definition of it. So, yeah. What do you think about my definition? (laughs) I'm sure you have a very in-depth one, but that is what I'm giving people for the day. I like your ghetto definitions. I think it counterbalances our personalities like probably i would typically give that and you would give the educational one (laughs) but that one that one was good Mm -hmm. i liked it though this one was good um so the the color that i'll add to your definition um is like when i think about toxic masculinity i think about It's the flawed, very flawed. Um, It's behavior resulting from a very, very flawed concept and idea of what it means to be a man. So it's basically a set of what society or our culture um, has defined as manhood or manliness or, um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that would be my really short, short definition of, like, what is toxic masculinity? Like, how would you actually define it in short? Yeah, me too. And I um, found it interesting as I was just, like, seeing where it came from. And it was actually coined in a men's movement. Ironically, you would think that was coined by women, but it was by men in the um, 1980s and 90s. Um, And it was motivated um, as a reaction to, I think it was like a second wave of feminism that had just come out. And so men decided to have a, like, decided to have male-only workshops, retreats, drumming circles. And um, this movement promoted a masculine spirituality to rescue what it referred to as deep masculine, i.e. a protective warrior. Hmm. So it actually was never meant to be toxic. It was actually just like 
a movement of men coming together. Of course, it was a reaction to feminism, but then men felt like they didn't have something of their own, right? So they had like workshops and retreats and they promoted like spirituality. And yeah, that's what I found that it was actually coined from, which is the total opposite of what it is today. So I found that to be very interesting, Mm -hmm. which we know things aren't always as, you know, they are intended to be. So I'm just curious, why do you think that now, you know, the definition is what it is versus just like a man circle, essentially. I don't know. Man circle, whatever. Um, like, on, like, honestly, honestly, I think somebody just took some damn buzzwords and put them together. Like, I feel like toxic is a buzzword. Um, just like culture is a buzzword. And so they said, hmm, toxic. And somebody who coined the term, I don't know. I don't know how they got to where they got today. Um, but I think if mm-hmm. you take, so I guess I want to take a step back for any men listening and even women um, and be clear that like toxic masculinity is not an effort or a phrase to bash men say all men are bad, all men are toxic. Um, In fact, it's not even just applicable to men. So women can also Mm -hmm. suffer from toxic masculinity. Um, So I think someone probably just really started thinking about some of these behaviors that we're going to dive into and said, damn, these are toxic. Damn, a lot of men have these toxic masculinity. (laughs) like I really think because when you when you Mm -hmm. think about it that I mean a lot of men do have a lot of these characteristics more than women so I think that's probably where the term kind of came from and a lot of the characteristics are Mm -hmm. toxic so when you put them together you know toxic masculinity but I think it's a controversial phrase because it's like it comes off as if it's man bashing and only applies to men and that's not the case yeah um yeah I've seen a lot of women (laughs) honestly that um like you said it's like not specific to any gender um because women can be can you know display um actions or behaviors of toxic masculinity based upon the definition And so um, I found I guess just to kind of bring it full circle just wanted to share maybe just like a few you know, descriptions. So what I found was uh, toxic masculinity can be described as suffering, pain, and silence, never losing, shows no emotions other than rage, doesn't depend on anyone, um, and does not do anything that can be seen as weakness. And then someone, of course, someone ghetto had to say, never snitch. And I can say ghetto, guys, because I'm ghetto sometimes, so that's okay. <laughs> um, never never snitch was actually in an article, which was very funny mm. to me. I um, think it was written by a white person. That. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was. Um, it definitely could have been, but it was written by a psychologist, a woman, a women's psychologist and so yeah those are a few definitions that she gave and then if I were just to think about it I guess I would same thing suppressing emotions but women do that um maintaining an appearance of hardness and uh yeah using violence as an indicator of power so like I guess you can think like tough guy behavior they coined that as well tough Mm -hmm. guy behavior so 
yeah, those are a few of the the ways I guess you could describe it. Yeah. Um, so I agree um, with a lot of those. Um, I think a lot of toxic, when I think toxic masculinity, again, I think a lot of those things that you said, especially like men should only be strong and strong is so loosely defined, but men should only be strong. They should have little to no emotions. Otherwise, you know, you're not a man because emotions somehow make you weak as defined by someone somewhere who do absolutely nothing about masculinity. Um, because apparently being weak is a feminine trait, which we are going to get into. Um, and I want to also be super clear that like my, okay, this is my, all my personal opinion. I am not saying when I say a lot of these things that masculinity is toxic because it's not, um, there's nothing wrong with being masculine, like nothing. Um, I love masculine Mm -hmm. men. Um, but I think what is toxic is the paranoia that if I behave in certain ways, my masculinity will be taken away from me and the actions Mm -hmm. that result from that trigger of thinking your masculinity can be taken away from you. Those actions are mostly toxic. And so it's Mm -hmm. a lot of men who based on what they were taught when they were younger, what they observed when they were younger, what they experienced when they were younger. um, It's them growing up to have this, if you will, like over aspiration for dominance, whether it's sexual, um, they got to be, you know, dominant, or they got to be the smartest person in the room, especially smarter than the women. Um, or they got to be dominant physically, they got to be built, they got to be, you know, what I'm saying the strongest person ever, um, and, and all of that. And so it's just gotten to this point where it doesn't even matter, sadly, what you believe, what you believe in. But it like I feel like what's mattering more nowadays is what society rewards and what society rejects, because people will behave mm-hmm. against their own damn beliefs a lot of times because they desire to be accepted amongst society and that desire is way too big. Like you care too much about what a lot of people you don't know think. And it's all Mm -hmm. like all that's mattering now is status and constant affirmation and confirmation of who they are and how great they are and how dominant they are. And when I say they, I just mean people. Um, that's what's mattering now. So you're looking for the status, you're looking for the confirmation from people that you don't even know. And you want it so badly that you're willing to do anything and everything by any means to obtain the status of wealth, of social status, of, you know, being the smartest person in the room, being the strongest person in the room, whatever it is by any means necessary. And so that, Mm -hmm. when I think, toxic masculinity I think of all of that sadly like how it originated and I don't know if that's really how it originated but I think about all those things and some of the drivers of this toxic masculinity um yeah yeah I was reading an article and they were talking about uh 45 because we don't say his name um 
45 and how like he is one of the most like I guess powerful or influential men who clearly exhibit toxic masculinity at all times and if we think about it not as it relates to like not crying or not showing emotion or any of that but from a power struggle standpoint like never being wrong like never admitting you know that his tweets are fucked up you know and how he says all these things on social media and even on like the news and he never admits he's wrong and he's like overly aggressive and overly like Mm -hmm. negative I'm just gonna start saying stuff but he definitely is like the first person that comes to mind when I think about this um and then he's the first person too I think someone like called him out on it on social media one time and then he brought up the term (laughs) toxic femininity which I know we'll get into but um yes he did and so I thought that was pretty funny um that he you know it's exactly what we're saying like no accountability, no responsibility, never thinks he's wrong. It's everything we're saying and he's keep continuing to do it while denying it. So he's always like the first person I think of um, as it relates to like someone who just truly is struggling mm-hmm. with this and seems to not care. He probably don't even realize it. I don't know how he could not, but. Because there are some okay. people who just aren't I mean, self-aware. Like, they're so self-absorbed that they're not self-aware. They don't see anything wrong with anything they do. Everybody else is a problem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess I can see that. But, yeah, he definitely comes first Mm -hmm. to mind. And there are some some women as well. But I'll save that for the toxic femininity (laughs) portion of it (laughs) whenever we get into that. But, yeah. I mean that that I don't know. I just thought that was just you know front of mind when this when this comes mm-hmm. across. And like I said, I hadn't really heard much about it. Like I know it's been like it said 1980, so it's been around you know for a while now. But I've just really been seeing it now. I guess now since everyone's been kind of quarantined or due to the pandemic, I've seen it a lot more so now. And I don't know if that's because people have more time, or you know they're home more, or they're on social media more, or they're watching the news more, or people are just displaying these things with all that's going on. Um. But yeah, I've just seen it a lot um, here within like the last probably like four to five months, I would say. Is it something like you've always heard about? Because I I mean, I didn't grow up hearing about it. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, So no, I didn't grow up hearing about it either. Um, I, like you, have been hearing a lot more about it recently. And it's funny that now that you're kind of saying things, I did not think about this until just now you kind of just laid out like, hey, I'm hearing about it more and there's this quarantine happening. And it's funny because like some people say that a lot of the traits and behaviors and actions that come out of, you know, toxic masculinity result from people being under stress. And so it all kind of comes full Mm -hmm. circle now that you said what you just said, because it's like, well, damn, this is a little stressful. Mm-hmm. So maybe that makes sense as to why we're seeing more of it, hearing about more of it. And yeah, so that kind of makes sense. Um, but it's something, it's funny because without even knowing the the phrase, 
it's something that I've always kind of been passionate about addressing just because mm-hmm. I'm very like, I'm liberal and I have friends who are gay. I have friends who are straight. I have, you know, masculine. Um, I have friends who are masculine, who are females. I have friends who are more like in tune with their feminine side, but are men. So I have a, a broad spectrum of friends, right? Um, I have some female mm-hmm. friends who have absolutely minimal masculine thing about them, right? They're like super, super, super feminine. Um, and all those things are okay. And so I think because I mm-hmm. have just, I don't know, I don't even want, I don't know, I don't even think I want to say like, oh, I grew up to be open-minded because I don't think I did, to be honest. Like my dad was in the military. My mom, I mean, she's married to a military man, so she probably inherited some of the beliefs that he had. And I don't know, I just, I don't think I was kind of grown, like raised to be open-minded, but I think just growing up, I've always been someone who, was not a fan of, you know, making fun of people or, um, you know, I don't know. I've always kind of gotten along and talked to people who are deemed as the outcast, I guess. And so I've always grown mm. up to feel like I have to protect and stand up for people who are deemed as the outcast um, or underrepresented or however we like to say it. And so this has always kind of touched home for me in that way where it's like, I just hate ignorance really, you know? Um, And Mm -hmm. so just thinking about like, okay, so what is toxic masculinity? What the hell did I just say? What does toxic masculinity actually look and feel like? (laughs) Um, You already called out some Mm -hmm. of those things. Um, and I can't remember all of them, so I'm sorry if I repeat some of the stuff that you said, Chels. Um, but I think you mentioned yeah. what is happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you mentioned um, the kind of no emotions, definitely one. Um, the suffering in silence. So people who like are not seeking counsel, like you have friends, you have family, you, you have access, or you know that therapy is an option, right? And even if you don't have the resources to go to therapy, you have the friends, the family, you're not in this world by yourself, is what I'm saying. So whoever you feel comfortable mm-hmm. talking to, mm-hmm. talk to that person, you don't have to go through everything by yourself. Um, which leads me to the second point of, um, Toxic masculinity can also look like not needing anyone. Um, I'm good. I'm self-made. Like, I'm sure a lot of people have heard that term. Um, That is Mm -hmm. a trait of toxic masculinity. Goodness. Um, Not Mm -hmm. needing somebody. Yeah. And then um, when I say I have a laundry list, laundry list. So... So jump in, Chels, <laughs> by the way. Don't just listen. You're like, you don't have to just listen to me say this laundry list. Um, yep. I am well aware <laughs> that I can tell you to shut up. Thank um, you. Not being able to lose. Mm-hmm. Like, another trait. Like, winning is the only option. It is not. Like, there is success in losing sometimes, too, because you learn from your mistakes and your failures and stuff like that. So having this mindset that, I can't lose. I have to win. You are a loser for life if you lose one. Like, that's not true. And some of these mm-hmm. effed up beliefs, 
sadly, a lot of people, more men than women, have grown up like with this ingrained and it's shaped the person that they become and the person their kids become, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to the no emotions thing, because um, I particularly hate this one, the idea that yeah. men can't show emotions other than aggression kills me. Um, I hate when people say, oh, real men don't cry or don't be a bitch. You're crying. Like, I hate that. Um, and the only emotion. I don't even I know don't... where that came from. Like, I always wonder real men don't cry. Like, who right. ever said that? That is the Somebody dumbest thing no I've ever heard ducks. in my life. So <laughs> they must didn't cry. So <laughs> I just I don't like that the only emotion that's acceptable for men to show is aggression. Whether it's in sports because they're super competitive and they're yelling and they're screaming and they're hitting each other and you know, whatever it is. Where they gotta talk shit on the court. Like aggression is the only emotion that seems to be acceptable that men can show i mean and being happy but not too happy because then you're gay you know what i'm saying and it's like everything Mm -hmm. like they literally can't Mm -hmm. show any other emotion under whoever the hell deemed what a man is under that definition like you can be aggressive aggressive in sports and, you know, sex, all these things, real men don't cry. And like you said, you have to maintain this appearance of I'm hard. I don't have no feelings like team, no right. feelings. And it's like, that ain't cool. Like who, I think I've even seen that hashtag like a minute ago, like team, no feelings and stuff like that. And it's like, y'all are hurt. Who hurts you? Like, <laughs> stop. Like y'all can have feelings. Yeah. Another one. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to chime in. Cause you just made me think about it. One that I've heard like a phrase, uh, you know, similar to, I don't know, real men don't cry, is boys will yes. be boys. How many times? So have many you heard times. That? Like, now I have definitely heard that growing up, and it was almost always used as an excuse for something that really required mm-hmm. an apology. <laughs> almost not 10 times out of 10. And so, like, I feel like that's toxic. And I feel like parents, like, are the foundation of that because they're usually the ones who are saying it to minimize bad behavior that their their sons are doing. So I don't know. They see their son hunching a girl. This is pretty extreme, but I'm just saying. And the mother, the mother of the daughter is upset. And she says, oh, boys will be boys. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> they, they won't be boys. Uh, it needs to be boys will be held accountable because, I mean, that it needs to be something along those lines. But I just thought about that and a lot of people may think it's harmless because I mean, it's like, Oh, boys will be boys. But I think it just comes with like really awful consequences for both men and women. And it just reinforces this belief that men are like more aggressive and exhibit more risky behavior. Cause you've never heard anyone say right. girls will be girls. I mean, like what would that even mean? It could just mean so many different things, but you always have heard people say boys will be boys and just in again, just it's saying accept aggressive and risky behavior because that's what they're known to do. And I think that some kind of way psychologically um, shows them that it's okay to do these things and um, you won't be held accountable for doing these things. And you're a boy or you're a man, so you should be able to do these. So it almost gives them a, a feeling of like they have a right to do these things. So that's why I think we probably see so many like 
so much like uh, rape and like men, like, you know, thinking that I'm deserving of this or nothing will happen. I watched this um, show on uh, Netflix called 13 Mm -hmm. Reasons and it's so good but it's basically just like following this group of kids uh in their through their high school journey and it talks about like you know the struggles and things that they go through and like they're covering up murders it's really crazy but it's it's a lot about it highlights a lot of like the jock mentality so like in high school a lot of the jocks on this show were like date raping women at parties or getting them drunk and a lot of their parents were wealthy and just were able to, you know, get them out of it or just say, oh, that's what boys will do. I think is what one of the dad, one of the guy's dad mm-hmm. said on the show. Oh, that's what boys do. And so, like, once they heard that so much, they really believe that that's okay. Um, and so, yeah, I really just wish we would get rid of that. But you know what's funny? Phrase. And again, didn't think about it until just now. The phrase, I agree with you. I think the phrase is stupid. I think it normalizes shit that should not be normalized. But that phrase, Mm -hmm. when I think about it, it's so true. Boys will be boys. They will never be men with that mindset. So yes, they will be boys. Like they will never get past that level. So it's actually true when you think about it. Ain't nobody saying boys will be men, which should be the case. But the way that a lot Mm -hmm. of the way that we're normalizing um, a lot of these toxic behaviors, boys, yeah, they're going to continue to be boys. Sadly, they're going to be grown ass men with boy mindsets because we have normalized, we have dismissed, we have swept under the rug. These not so normal behaviors or things that shouldn't be normal. And it's like when we see you know, um, brothers or cousins um, or whatever fighting, Oh, boys will be boys. No, boys will be men with anger issues or an obsession with winning or competition because you just normalize that aggression. Or when you, to your Mm -hmm. example, like you see um, or hear about, you know, men sleeping with a bunch of women or having like future says a collection or whatever it is there. That's normalized. That's cool. That's how men are measured on their success of being a man, like how many women you just slept with, how many women you got on your collection. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're normalizing that boys will be boys. No boys will be men with STDs, with commitment issues. Oh Lord. That's with like for real, Mm -hmm. because we're, we're teaching them to almost like, like measure, like literally sex is a measurement for them like how much sex do you have how many women do you have and if you have them at once oh you super winning you know what i'm saying like and that's sad mm-hmm. it's like ain't nobody talking about the fact that we're breeding men with commitment issues or we're breeding men who are sexually irresponsible and giving people stds and not saying that men are the only people giving Ooh. people stds but you know what i'm saying like this behavior if it resides in a man and if it resides in a woman, but uh, I mean, women, we're not raised to sit there and try to sleep with a bunch of men. It's like your friends or TV or rappers or singers or, you know, whatever movies that encourage a lot of things that in real life, we shouldn't even be encouraging. Like, yes, they listen to the songs. They watch Mm -hmm. the movies X, Y, and Z, which is why we need to have these conversations with our 
sons, brothers, uncle, you know, whatever it is about the things that we are consuming. Like, and it's sad because I'm guilty of it too. Like I listen to future all the time. I listen to a lot of rappers Ooh. all the time and you do I not. To, listen I'm not gonna to lie feature. on here. I'm not trying to put no pretty picture <laughs> of myself. I listen to Yo Gotti. I listen to every. I bet you you listen to some nigga who says bitch in some way about women. Exactly. So yeah. we listen to all these rap songs, mm-hmm. and and I don't want to bash rap at all because yay for the culture. But just like music and and movies and stuff like that that encourage certain things like Percocets and, you know, just stupid shit that should not be normalized. And it's mm-hmm. like, we we consume these things and yet we're shocked when we act the way we act. It's like, you, can, you spend most of your day consuming a lot of this BS. Like, most times you're listening to music 24-7. I listen to music all the time. Um... If you're not listening mm-hmm. to music, you're probably watching something. If you're not watching something, you could be reading something. It's like you, people are not aware of how much information they consume, like a freaking minute. And it's like, we are exposed to so much that yeah, it's starting to become you. Like if you take me somewhere and all I hear about is one thing, like I'm going to start becoming something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all I consume all day. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, and you were talking about the boys will be boys. Um, I think the last thing around the boys will be boys one is, um, I feel like also when, I think this is when we get older and we deal with, um, dating and men and things like that. Um, we might run across guys who don't really deal with pain, like, not physical pain, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it could lead to physical pain, but like emotional pain or issues, whether it's relationship issues, internal issues, whatever it is. And that leads to boys who will be men with dismissive like behaviors. They're numb to stuff. They lack compassion Mm -hmm. and empathy. They probably, not all of them, but it could lead to drug use, a high drug use to alleviate some of the stress because they're not dealing with it any other way. It could also lead to increased anxiety. It could lead to a depression. And it's like, these things have big impacts. And so, yeah, the boys will be boys concept is, is true, but dumb. <laughs> yes. True, but dumb. No, dumb. There's, yeah. There's another one that I thought about, and this is kind of just, shifting gears just a little bit but we can always come back but we've talked a lot about like toxic masculinity it just made me when you said that it just literally made me think about like how yeah the boys will be boys there's that for the men and them growing up but there's also some for women as well so um the mean girl syndrome so we not we've all been in high school we've all seen clueless so if you haven't let me tell you so mean girl syndrome it's basically when women or a woman tears down another woman, woman through like gossip, slut shaming, body shaming. Um, and this has always been portrayed as like mean girl syndrome, i.e. jealousy issues, insecurity issues, self-worth issues or what I'm thinking of right now. But um, mean girl syndrome was like a thing. And 
your our parents didn't like encourage it, but high school friends, like you said, it was definitely like cool to be a mean girl, which is really it sounds really weird now. Um, but yeah, like that made me think of that. I guess another example of it uh, that I read about was like playing the woman card. So how women um, play like weak to get sympathy or use tears of guilt for others or even like sexually seducing some way to get their way, i.e. like a promotion or whatever it is that they want. That's called like pulling the woman card. So I thought, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's one. And then and then another one, uh, the last one I found was to be interesting was just like hyper feminine. And so uh, when women turn up their feminine so high that they hurt themselves in the process or are being like overly caring or putting other people's needs first or like burning themselves out um, because you become so weak, literally, because um, you're taking care of everyone else. So I thought that was interesting um, that I found those few things about toxic femininity. And when I think about all of those things, I have seen all of those things in real life at some point in my life over and over and over um I've seen people like women be mean girls and like you know destroy other women in their like confidence I've seen people play the woman the women's card women's card whatever it is you know using their womanhood to get what they want and I've also seen people be too like too Mm -hmm. nurturing too caring so yeah women can be there's such thing as you know toxic femininity not just mm-hmm. all men. I think the so, examples yeah. that I've seen on top of the ones that you said are um, women, because I'm not one of these women, um, women assuming and demanding that men pay for everything. That is a very mm-hmm. toxic trait oh. of a lot of Ooh. women. Um, That's a good just one. because they're a man mm-hmm. does not mean they should pay for everything. Like, sis, like, if you make more to him, are you serious? <laughs> like... Um, so we are then contributing to stressing men the hell out because we have these unrealistic expectations that they should pay for absolutely everything, despite having your own bag, despite your bag being bigger than his, maybe ridiculous. Um, and then also, um, assuming that men should be prepared to be violent. So AKA you're into an argument with the female, her dude might say something. You're like, Oh, okay. My boyfriend going to beat you up. What? Let this man live in peace. He did not say he was going to beat this man up. Like, but we are encouraging, right? That behavior. Um, and I play like that, like, Ooh, someone's going to beat you up. But you know, I'd be playing, but even then it's like, I must subconsciously have that mindset. Like, if I'm just going to call myself out because I play like that, but I'd be playing. But there are some women who it's not subconscious. They really upfront have this mindset and they say it all the time and they use it all the time. Mm-hmm. They use it as a way to do whatever the hell they want because they're like, Oh, you can't touch me because my boyfriend will beat you up. And maybe he will beat you up. But sis, it's like, that's not okay. Um, and then I think the only last thing I want to touch on with the toxic masculinity, what it is, how to, how to, what's it, what the hell does it look like? Um, downplaying things that could be considered feminine. So love, romance, pain, admitting to being a victim or survivor of abuse. All those things are toxic masculinity. Like it's okay for men to love something, feel love, be romantic, be in pain, admit that 
yo, like, there is a such thing as men being raped. There is a such thing as men being sexually abused, molested, whatever it is. And men downplay that a lot. But I feel like I could almost bet money on it. Back to my whole thing about is it's not even about what we believe in anymore. It's about what society rewards and rejects. Society has rejected the idea of men being able to feel these any feeling, again, aside from aggression. So the fact that they feel love or feel pain or feel romance or are hurt because they were a victim or a survivor of, of abuse is sad as shit because now we have men who are now downplaying or trying to deny that they feel and have experienced these things. Um, and then also the idea that, or the idea or belief that straight men are masculine and dominant. AKA gay men aren't masculine. That's a mindset that can branch from that, which then breeds homophobia. Um, the concept of like men can't drink fruity drinks or margaritas or because they're considered girly drinks, like all those things. Um, or like that, the whole metrosexual concept, the fact that there's even a term for it kills me. It's men who like to look nice. Like, I don't even know why there's a whole term for it. Um, but it doesn't make you feminine or what I've heard before is gay because you like to dress and look nice. Like, that's okay. Like, you're a whole human out here. Um, not all men like sports. And this one, <laughs> I kind of struggled with a little bit because I've run across some men, not that I dated or anything, but just, you know, run across them, talk to them, became friends or associates with them. And they didn't like sports. And I was like, what? Like, what do you, like, what do you do on your free time? Like, what? And it was weird because I had never run across that before. Every guy in my life likes sports. But, the, but that idea is part of toxic masculinity. So that's a, an example right there as to like how I, as a woman, have a trait of toxic masculinity as a woman. I thought that all men act like some type of damn sport, fucking horseshoe throwing something. Like you don't like no sports, like, okay. Um, and then lastly, <laughs> <laughs> I have been cracking up this whole time, but I had myself on mute. I really was just really talking, but it's okay. I was just laughing at you because that's so funny. But Des, I, I mean, I'm so happy you're self-aware, but yes. Yeah, no, I, I know. Like sports. I mean, I was way younger when I thought that, but it was like weird. I was like, wow, what do you, what the fuck do you do? Like, what? It was just so oh weird. It was outside gosh. the ordinary that I was used <laughs> to experiencing. And it's like, as innocent as a thought like that can be, it's like, it's kind of toxic because what if I raised my kids mm -hmm. to think this, you know what I'm saying? Um, and the last one just around like what toxic masculinity can look like is um, the idea or belief that women cannot or should not be masculine in any way. Um, so I'm not saying like we show up and be like, yo, 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 what's up my nigga? Like, no. Okay. Some people are like that, but that's not what I mean. I mean, like we have some masculine ways as well. Um, and the ideas that women can't show, we're almost in that same boat, but it's the opposite as far as emotion. Like men, they have to live with the fact that, oh, we all can't be anything but aggressive. 
women, we can't be anything but happy. And <laughs> oh, Lord, I, I'm just saying, like it's, like, it's true. And it's crazy. Like, how the hell we carry so much weight? Like, we can't be angry. Um, and it's sad because it's almost like we can't be angry ever because in a lot of men's eyes, that's a stigma because of toxic masculinity and a lot of white people's eyes it's oh we well, are an angry black woman so as a black woman it's even worse but mm-hmm. you know i digress um mm-hmm. being too independent <laughs> we can't be too independent we have to always be the damsel in distress we can't be the leader we can be the supporter mm-hmm. or the helpmate or submissive um we can't be opinionated or outspoken but we can be silent as shit and just support everything that you say and we can't be career driven. We have to glorify and worship the idea of marriage and the American dream. And not all of us are like that. And so it's all these beliefs that women mm-hmm. cannot have some of these masculine ways like being career driven, like being very outspoken, like being a natural born leader. Um, so, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to close out with as far as like, what does it look like? Because a lot of people don't know it's a buzzword and I hate buzzwords. So I try to break it up as much as possible (laughs) (laughs) girl i told y'all i felt a way about this topic like i need people to be open-minded like we're so we're so fucked up and it's like we were not even raised that way i don't want to even do y'all's parents like that because we weren't raised that way some of us were but a lot of us weren't it's just mm-hmm. things that you observed and were around or, uh, you know, your, your friend over here across the street, they were raised that way. You interact with them. Now you act like that. And it's like, it's just a lot of shit we have to unlearn. So, yeah. So if you have these things and you're right. like, damn, that's me, right. that's me, or that's my boyfriend, or that's my dad, or that's my cousin, don't bash them, help them. Don't bash yourself either. Like now be go be self-aware and figure this shit out. But we're going to talk about that a little bit later about how y'all can figure this shit out. No, that's actually a great transition. That's where I was going. You said, how y'all figure this shit out? Ah, you just said you was toxic too. So we talked about how we all can figure this out, okay? Okay. So I, oh no, seriously. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have a few things. Um, I actually was going to say, yeah, we've talked about like what it is, what it means, Mm -hmm. where it could stem from, what it looks like, some examples. Let's talk about Mm -hmm. how do we end it. So we've talked about like, I feel like a lot of it starts with parents, uh, specifically as it relates to men. And so let's just go there. And so I feel like one thing that's really important, our generation, um, the the people that I've seen that are our age that are raising kids, to me, are a lot more open-minded, are um, less, how do I want to describe it? Growing up, like our parents was like, do as I do as I say not what I do type thing but I feel like the older we get like we're definitely open-minded definitely more self-aware um just have a totally different outlook so I would say the first thing don't teach boys or girls or really boys for this one that they shouldn't express their emotions I know there was like a Gillette commercial that came out last year that got um, it got some raves and then some people like didn't like it as well. But it was like where 
um, it was a commercial where like men were basically showing emotion. Like it was a group of men that were grilling or something. I don't remember the exact details, but then like they were like emotional with their kids, like their sons and like they were showing and expressing love and um, they even changed like their tagline. I think it used to be like the best a man can get. And now it's like the best men can be. So, you know, they got a lot of backlash from like the Me Too movement. Um, but a lot of people like really appreciated how they're kind of changing the narrative of how to raise mm. boys and how to raise men. And so the first thing I would say is, you know, it's okay like, and it's okay to show and encourage emotional intelligence and also being able to express yourself. So whether that's crying or talking or just saying what's on your mind, I feel like so many young kids bottle things up, adults as well. And it's so kind of just transitions all the way through your life. But if you're just really intentional about teaching your kids the importance of expressing themselves and the importance of like you as a parent exhibiting love and hugging your kids and saying, I love you. It's so crazy. I've seen so many movies, excuse me, and so many documentaries where kids said as adults, like they were kids, but they're adults now. They said they never heard their parents say they love them or they never got like hugs growing up or they never like saw any expression of love. So I would say the first thing I think is as parent people that are parents, it's really important to first show your kids love and then to allow them to know that it's okay for mm-hmm. them to express themselves. That would, that would be my first one, first and foremost. I don't know if you have um, anything to add to that or not. I do have some. I have um, one thing that you made me think of with the whole Gillette thing was, um, I thought this was super interesting, like people's reactions. So there was a psychologist that did this study, and what his study found was that men who believe masculinity can be taken away are more likely to respond positively to sexist and homophobic jokes. But what he also found was that that same Mm. group of men, um, he called them same group of insecure men, to be clear, um, did not seem to have Mm -hmm. an acquired taste for racist jokes. So he went into like, hmm, well, why not? Y'all cool with sexist and homophobic jokes. Why aren't y'all cool with racist jokes? And basically, it's because sexist and homophobic humor has a unique gender-affirming quality, which means basically it allows men to reassert their masculinity by distancing themselves from things that are perceived as feminine. So they were like, oh, yeah, women, Hmm. homophobic stuff, Mm -mm, I'm straight, because, you know, that would make me not masculine, according to someone somewhere's definition. But racist no <laughs> like off limits because that does not again threaten my masculinity so no that shit's not funny so I thought that was really interesting how they were like okay with these other things and not okay with one thing not saying they should have been okay with any of it but I thought that was really interesting and tied back to like mm-hmm. the whole stuff we were talking about in the beginning um to your point of like ways you can overcome toxic masculinity um I totally agree with the one that you said like show love um definitely I think my first 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 one would be admit that you have toxic traits 
like people skip that step and they mm-hmm. never make any steps because they don't even admit mm-hmm. that they have toxic traits they think that they have no issues aka 45 so it's like you have to admit that you even have these toxic traits for anything to start happening I think one step we as a people can take to help eliminate this culture of toxic masculinity is eliminating these gendered insults. So the whole, you throw like a girl, don't be a sissy. Oh, that's gay. That's a girly drink. Mm -hmm. All of that Mm -hmm. assumes that there's not all of it, but a lot of that assumes that there's weaknesses as a woman or that there's weakness in being a woman. And Mm -hmm. that's unfair. It's unwarranted and it ain't nice. So um, that's another thing. And I'll kind of let you get back to your list and then I'll jump back in with some other ones. Yeah, I just have a few more. So I would say um, seek therapy. So I guess once you're self-aware and you understand, it's okay to oh my gosh, get help. We're best friends. Um, and, like not- <laughs> <laughs> and not be um, you know, embarrassed or anything like that. So yeah, once you know, or if someone brings it to your attention, uh, seek out help, um, go to a professional, um, take care of yourself. I feel like therapy is a part of self-care, self-love. So you taking care of yourself and, um, you know, having plans and like partnering with whoever your therapists are on ways to become better is a part of self-love. And so, yeah, I I think that's huge. Um, Seeking out therapy and not being ashamed of it. So, yeah, just, of course, we we talked about therapy and, like, how, you know, there are misconceptions about it and this whole narrative that in order to have, you know, go Mm -hmm. to therapy, you must be crazy, Um, all of that type of stuff. That's why I say don't be ashamed. But I think, um, yeah, seeking help is, like, very important Mm -hmm. because a lot of things we just can't do on our own. Or... The ways in which we have done them on our own have not yielded any positive results. And so at that point, when you're just doing the same thing over and over, it's it's time to seek out some help. So that one um, would definitely be one I would say. I would also say um, talk. I, okay, so this is twofold because we've talked about the importance of friendships and the people that you surround yourself um, around. And hopefully, if you are displaying toxic masculinity or femininity, you don't have a circle of friends who are that way as well. <laughs> hopefully, you're the only one, I hope. And you're surrounded by people who are encouraging you to be better. So what I would say about that is being, I guess, this outside of like if you don't want to go to therapy being vulnerable is a really good way because when I was reading about it, it was just saying like, you you don't show any emotion. Like, you know, you keep everything bottled up. So I think maybe a good place to start if you're not ready to go to therapy is to start with your friends, right? Or your partner. So um, actively seeking out ways to be more vulnerable, actively, you know, seeking out ways to express yourself more, or if you're angry, like not bottling it up, like actually communicating that. So I guess I would say communicating, learning how to be a better communicator and express yourself and making it a priority to not bottle up your feelings or not show your emotions. Because of course, we're all human and we all have them. And usually when you express yourself, Mm -hmm. you feel a lot better. I know I do. Anyway, I always do. So those would be my two things like that come front to mind. I, lo- I like 
Thank you. Do you have anything else well, yeah, to I add? I know you do. This, I don't even like, know why I asked. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, my last two are, the first one is around being introspective. So really taking a step back to look at yourself. Um, so Chelsea, you alluded to, you know, leverage your friends and the people around you. Um, totally agree. Um, so being introspective, a couple ways you can do that, ask people around you, like, it might be tough. So this is not for the weak at heart. Ask people around you who really, really know you what your toxic masculinity traits are or what you can even take masculinity out of it. You can say, well, hey, yo, like I'm really trying to be introspective, be a better person. Like, what are my toxic traits? Like, real shit. Like, give me the raw. And you have to do this with people who you really know and whose opinion you value. Um, and then once they give you that feedback, accept it. Don't sit there and try to give reasons for why you act mm -hmm. all these ways. Don't your reaction, your initial reaction may be like, be defensive, protect my character, right? Like, but realize before you do that, that this person is not attacking your character. This person is your friend. That's why you came to them. And you ask them to be raw mm -hmm. and honest and they're doing that. So accept that feedback and really, 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 really look at it deeply and figure out how you can fix those things about yourself um and with that like educate yourself on toxic masculinity traits like yes please continue to tune into our podcast but there are lots of other resources out there to talk to or to learn about toxic masculinity um so taking the steps to unlearn some of these bad behaviors um is very much needed i'm a big fan of people kind of taking like classes or reading up on unconscious biases. Um, a lot of what toxic masculinity mm -hmm. kind of breeds is a lot of unconscious bias where men um, and, and even some women, they have these thoughts and beliefs in the back of their mind that they don't even realize are really there, but these thoughts really drive how they act as a person right how they treat people how they interact with people so really taking the time to think about okay what triggers me why did that trigger me and then dive even deeper and go okay how can I turn some of these interactions that I'm having that are that I've been triggering and make them opportunities to learn and grow and be better instead of letting them trigger you like they do mm -hmm. um and the last for the introspective right. is define, figure out who the hell you want to be. Not who everyone else wants you to be. Figure out who you want to be, who you want to be remembered as, and get rid of all the shit that does not serve you to get there. Because there's going to be a lot of stuff, a lot of habits that are preventing you from being that person, preventing other people from seeing that you're this person. Get rid of it. Um... And then my last, last thing is around normalizing. Um, so normalize the right shit. Like the, we talked about the boys will be boys. That is not normal. <laughs> boys will be boys. As long as you allow them to be boys, they will never be men. Um, so I think Chelsea, you touched on some of this. Um, so talk about your feelings, talk about feelings, talk about um, make it okay to validate others as you see fit like compliments ain't gonna hurt you bro like stop trying to be so hard and stop trying to act like you don't need validation because to some degree you do 
if you're not getting it from your mother or your father, you need that shit from someone. So start normalizing the right things early. So if you have kids, start doing it early. Normalize the right stuff because there's there's enough. There are enough like distractions out there to misguide them. So your guidance is super, super, super needed. Your kid, your brother, whoever, normalize the right shit. Like normalize valuing being your authentic self. You don't have to fit into a box or a mold or be some token person in corporate America around your friends or whatever. Like be who you are and be proud of that. And if you uh, a hard ass nigga who like margaritas with sugar around the rim, you go be that hard ass nigga with the margarita and the sugar around the rim. <laughs> you go ahead, gangster. <laughs> like I'm with you. No, so no. yeah, like ultimately we just need to work together to like redefine what masculine really means and reimagine what being strong looks like. Like, I think when we say be strong, it's like endure anything, put up with anything, be able to overcome anything. Right. Sometimes being strong mm-hmm. looks like standing up for the right shit. That can mean standing up to the other man yeah. in the room who is a misogynist or the other man in the room who is has homophobia or the woman in the room yep. who displays some of these same behaviors. Sometimes that's what being strong looks like. And I don't think we talk about that enough. So those things, be introspective, normalize the right shit ASAP and admit that you have these toxic traits. Go get help. Talk to people like y'all not hard out here. <laughs> y'all not. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> Y'all not. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's all I got, bro. Yeah, guys. Me too. So you guys leave us, you know, some send a, you guys never send DMs when we say it. So I mean I don't know why I keep saying it, but I'm saying it because I know at some point we're gonna get these DMs. So if you guys have examples or of like people, like how you overcame um, being, you know, toxic, let us know. Or, you know, yeah, well, don't bust anybody out. Yeah, just let us know if you have examples for how to overcome. Some that we didn't list. Or even if you have thoughts on some things that we may have left out, we'd slide love to hear from you guys. Slide in, slide in Chelsea DMs. But slide in our podcast DMs also. But slide in Chelsea's personal DMs. Yeah, don't slide in my purse. The same reason you be trying Why to tell you them, them to slide that? to find out information about me. Slide in Chelsea DMs. She friendly, y'all. You will get blocked. So if you say anything crazy. So don't slide in my DMs on some BS. All right. And that's a wrap. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, rate, and follow us on our Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye.